Welcome back to Ultiverso Q, your guide to the ultimate universe. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week we've got our special costumes on for... We're going to be doing everyone. Some Ultimates, some Spideys, and some X-Men. It's all Saints Day, Devin, you plebeian. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> you gotta get your costume on, because everybody is saint. Going to eat some soul cakes, going to visit some cemeteries, going to pray for the dead. Going to swap out those liturgical colors. Mm-hmm. Ba ba but also, it's uh, part 48 of our multi-part series on the Ultimate Universe, where we are covering Spider-Man, X-Men, and Ultimates. And, uh, yeah, it's not as bad as uh, Divided We Stand, United We Fall, or whatever. No. But it's, it's also like... very hard to be quite that bad. Yeah, I feel like some of our issues got addressed, but I feel like that's more coincidental than anything. Agreed. And a lot of the issues that we've had with the Ultimate Universe so far are still relevant. Very. And uh, I feel like we should start off with the first story, which is Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 16.1, which is also... On the title, but nowhere else, referred to as Ultimate Comics All-New Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Because I feel like they realized, oh shit, this is not what we should have been doing with the naming sequence. Agreed. You really dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Brian Michael Bendis with David Marquez on the art, Justin Ponsor was on the colors, and letters by VCS Corey Petit. And this takes place... Sometime? Questionable uh, timeline period. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson is looking for stories. Betty Brant uh, has presented her theory and evidence that the new Spider-Man and Prowler are related. And Jameson's like, all right, give me the rest of the story. So she tracks the Prowler down to Aaron's old apartment, pretending that she's interested in buying the apartment. And then uses that time to explore, finds the spider that bit Miles that Aaron kept, takes it to Roxanne where Dr. Marcus is working, and she's like, hey, look at this spider. Dr. Marcus was the guy we briefly saw at the beginning of the Miles Morales Spider-Man arc, who was hired by mm-hmm. Norman Osborn. I, I'm making an important point to market here, because he comes back and he looks completely different. Very different. Between the uh, Marquez art and the Sarah Pacelli art. And uh, he's like, yeah, it was part of our attempt to replicate Spider-Man, but it didn't work. Oh no, did it work? And so she thinks that it must be Miles' dad, Jefferson Davis, who was the brother of the Prowler. But Jameson turns her down because he loves the new Spider-Man and doesn't want to threaten the new Spider-Man doing good. So she makes a deal through Ned Leeds' publisher... To sell the story before Venom shows up and kills her. Which really would have been out of place during the uh, the story where the entire country is pretty much in the Civil War. Or Civil mm-hmm. Wars. Honestly, it still kind of feels out of place. Yeah. I don't know why we needed Venom to come back, really. We didn't. I also don't remember what had happened to old Venom. That's not even still alive. Yeah. And this is an old Venom. Uh, but we gotta rank this story on our list. This is going to be just Ultimate Comics 16.1.1. On our list of 168 comics, so we're going to rank our 169th, which is 100 nice. Well, let's go over some pros and cons. What is the pro? J. Jonah Jameson shows up. Hell yeah. Also, pro, the Ultimate Universe has done Betty Brant dirty. At least now we don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, also we get to see a guy who's cosplaying as Rocket Raccoon getting arrested by the police because he was guarding the galaxy, but they don't believe him, and it's funny because he's a fat guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's a weird recurring bit, Bendis. Anyways. But the negatives, everything else. Yeah, I really don't feel like Bendis knew what he was doing beyond, here's a new Spider-Man. Like, he did... I don't think he ever really knows enough of who Miles is supposed to be because he doesn't really have a framework for him the way that he did for all fit Peter Parker. I agree. And, like, here the seams are starting to fall apart much more rapidly. Oh, but for me here, it's it stays together way better than it does uh, later on when he makes the jump to the 616. Well, yeah, that's because at least because at, at least here Miles is able to do what he Venice can do what he wants. I think some of the later stuff when he gets into Shield it gets better, but, but we'll I be mean, getting to that. Okay, how do you feel about it compared to the Ultimate Comics Ultimates point one issue, where they fought Titanium Man? You mean that one at least made sense. Uh, a lot worse or a little worse? Uh, a little worse. Okay, uh, how do you feel about it? I think it's better than Ultimate Spider-Man Deadpool. Yes. And I think it actually makes a lot more sense than Ultimate Human. Like, it's yeah. more interesting. They get across what they're trying to do here. It's not buried under Warren Ellis having a boner for authority. And the leader. Mm-hmm. So that makes it our new number 98 on our list. Right under Ultimate Comics Ultimate's 18.1. Also, did you know we finally may get the leader in movie form? No. Where has that rumor been circulating? Uh, well, apparently they've been talking that they're actually bringing back some characters from the early Marvel films. Oh, yeah, yeah. They haven't specified who, but one of the beliefs is, oh, maybe now is fire that time where you can use what's-his-name, who's great, mm -hmm. as the leader. Well, Sammy Stearns. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Tim Blake Nelson. Fun character actor turned Marvel supervillain. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 19 through 22, Venom War. Written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah Pacelli. Colors by Justin Ponsor and letters by VCs Corey Petit. And Miles is having the classic Peter Parker problem of how do I make web, financially speaking? And Genki ends up giving his Lego money to him. Meanwhile, Venom went and attacked Osborne Industries looking for something. And Detective Maria Hill is now investigating the disappearance of Betty Brant, despite it literally only being 24 hours since she went missing. Mm -hmm. Even less, actually. And as we've learned from all movies, gotta be missing at least 24 hours. Yeah, especially for someone who has... Yeah, it's, it's literally just a plot device, but I don't know why Bendis spelled it out as specifically being 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Also, that's apparently, uh, that's also not true. Save it for unbearable way to Nicolas Cage, Devin. That's fair. Because, as we know, everything in G-Force is very canon to reality. Truth. Remember when those cars had to drive through the fireworks? Yes. It was fucking dumb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage for our lucky 13th episode of it, we watched a G-Force. Fun times. No, it wasn't. It was actively the worst movie we have seen so far. Yeah. If you go and find the page, you can also vote and suggest what we're going to watch next time. Or one hey. of the next movies we watch. Hey, I voted for two. I know. And because you used your email like a chump, I could just discount your votes. Boo. Yep. That's democracy. It's 2020. Uh, Jameson uh, is like, yeah, she threatened to reveal who the new Spider-Man is. I wasn't 
I was not down with that. At Miles' home, reporters are there. They've been tracking down Jefferson, Miles' dad, because he killed those Hydra agents, which Miles was unaware of. Jefferson heads out to go yell at the news team some more, because that's mostly what he does, and that's when Venom appears, believing that Jefferson is Spider-Man. And so Miles has to head out in the costume with the new web fluid that Genki made for him. The new web fluid does not work. Jefferson gets injured, and Miles uses his Venom Blast, which seems to dissolve Venom, but then Venom just escapes into the sewers. And so, Rio, Miles' mom, goes with Jefferson to the hospital and tells Miles to stay behind. The news of the Venom attack reaches Gwen, Stacy, and Mary Jane, who is currently working at a coffee shop, and they're like, alright, let's get out of here, and Mary Jane quits her job, which is fair. Super fair. Mm-hmm. I was forget. Do we ever address? And is it ever addressed why Miles's dad is named after the former president of the Confederacy? Yeah, no, that's something that a lot of people are like. You know, I like Miles' dad in the movie, but I don't think they gave his name in that movie. Isn't it weird? And then like other fans are like, "Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis named named the guy Jefferson Davis." Uh, let's see if there's anything. Uh, I thought I remember him, like, explaining why. That's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let's see what Reddit says. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I've moved down on to. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not finding anything official so far. Michael Merrick123 has two theories. Either Bendis is a closet racist. <laughs> <laughs> or he named him after a racist in a high position to reflect his father's original disdain towards superheroes as an unfair and racist view like the X-Men. Since then his father has changed and no longer feels that way, so I think the name no longer means much. But this was clearly poor foresight on the creator's behalf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also something where it's specifically, yeah, his name is Miles, or his name is Jefferson Davis. It could just be Morales, but it is not Morales. It is explicitly Davis. Uh, yeah, I'm not finding anything like... Oh, wait, here's the Los Angeles Review of Books. Uh, yep, yeah, no, they don't have any reason for Oh, it. now moving on to Korra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, I suggested the reason. Jefferson the Jail was very likely a slave owner. One thing I learned many years ago is that it was common place for free slaves to take the names of former owners. I guess that doesn't make sense, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, there is no given reason for why. Yeah. <laughs> why he did this? I'm going to tweet and see how Twitter reacts to it while we record. Remember how Bendis named Miles Morales' dad Jefferson Davis like the president of the Confederacy and then there is no explanation for it? I even feel like that had been Casada at the time. I think even Joey Q would have been like, hmm. I mean, it's it's a it's a choice. 
think I'd get it if Mark Millar did it, but... I don't think Mark Millar would know who the president of the Confederacy was. Uh, there's probably also that, too. For me, I feel like Mark Millar would make it as a statement that just didn't click. <laughs> that would be a very Mark Millar thing to do. Anyways, let's see if Twitter comes back to us with anything about that. Uh, so Detective Maria comes back to the neighborhood to see what's going on. Miles is blaming himself for not being responsible with his powers and saving his family. And he's going to head to the hospital, but that's when uh, Genki, Gwen, and Mary Jane tell him to stop. And the four head inside, which Maria Hill sees. And the two ladies give a rundown on what Venom is, how Gwen was temporarily little Ben in a way. And as they put together the pieces, Detective Hill comes in and is like, Hey, I know that you're Spider-Man, Miles. And Miles is like, Oh no. No. And she's like, I can help you. And he's like, I don't trust you. But oh, now there's news that Venom is at the hospital. And so she's like, go rescue those people. I'll call S.H.I.E.L.D. to come in and do things that only S.H.I.E.L.D. can do. So at the hospital, Venom is still looking for Jefferson for whatever reason, and Spider-Man shows up. Rio tries to help by shooting at Venom with a gun, and she figured out that Spider-Man is Miles, and reveals, and uh, yeah, shooting at him is ineffective. Miles is swallowed into the Venom symbiote, but then he Venom blasts out, revealing the host who is gunned down by the police, led by Detective Hill. And as things settle down, it... it I don't think it really works, uh, the moment that happens here. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why, Luke? Her name is Rio, and she dies in Miles' hands. Just cause police missed when shooting at Venom. And when she dies, she tells him just what she can. To not let his dad know that he is Spider-Man. Yeah, we also don't really have enough of an established relationship between Miles and his mom to make no. it a moment. And, like, we don't even get the moment when she gets shot to make it a tragedy. It's just like, oh, she's shot. She's dying. She says to not tell Jefferson he is Spider-Man. No, I agree. If anything, Jefferson should have died. We've at least gotten an established rapport with him. <laughs> uh, uh, Devin, I'm looking at my phone. I just got a, a, a message in the Cage podcast Facebook feed that says, Abby, please, please punish Luke for his songs. Abby's not going to help you. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't even listen to the podcast that we do together. No, that's fair. But she knows what just happened, so she'll back me. <laughs> Are you going to have to explain what happened? Are you going to explain the canon of these events or just say Luke did a bad song? Yeah, 100% just Luke did a bad song. She understands you well enough that she knows what that means. And will just take my word <laughs> back because that is all that is needed. To. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Meanwhile, at Roxxon, Mr. Roxxon, who apparently runs the company now, is like, hey, that new Venom was Conrad Marcus, even though he didn't fucking look like Conrad Marcus. Oh. And also, that's why Venom did look like old Venom did. He was a lot more veiny and sinewy. Like, where do you get more Venom from? The flower shop. Ah. Hanging out at the old flower shop. 
Yep, getting drunk at the old flower shop. Yes, that is the reference I was making. And Roxanne wants to make their own Spider-Man. Do you know who also works at the flower shop? Me, in Persona 5. <laughs> you doing the flower shop job? I did it a couple times to get some uh, intel on a couple people. Nice. Are for, the most part, for the most part, no, because money is pointless. I just make, make grind. all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you just grind it. I run things down with my car. It's great. It's great. I wish I could make money by just running monsters down with my car. Well, you, you can. You just have to get into the psyche of people. Yeah. Or just move things between two spreadsheets to make $20,000 a week. See, I've heard about that. I have now finished the spaceport palace. Ooh. Hetchy is now on my team. It's almost gonna betray me. I wonder who it might be. It's Mona. Oh, that time when Mona was gone from a team? Damn, what a fucking great time. Fuck Mona. <laughs> any, ch- any chance I can to antagonize the fuck out of that cat, I do. <laughs> There's even a time where it's just like, I don't really like On. I probably won't date On. But maybe I should, just to stick it to Mona. <laughs> Wait, well, who are you dating in the game? At the moment, nobody. Or... Are you pursuing romantic interest in anybody? At the moment, I haven't made the decision, but I probably will. It is probably going to be Kasumi, who you will not know. She is from the Royal Edition, apparently. I went with the goth doctor. Interesting. I have already rejected her. The other person who has potential of interest is Makoto. The cop. Yeah. (laughs) She and I go to the jazz club a lot. Along with my pal Yusuke. Yusuke and I don't. We don't actually level up our relationship at all, but we do hang out a lot. (laughs) He keeps coming over and wants to watch DVDs, and I say, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Uh, Oh, Yusuke. Oh, Yusuke. Also, Yusuke. Super fucking broken character. Holy shit. I don't know if he has this power in the original one, but this one is just like his uh, physical attack levels up like mad if you uh, do a baton pass to him. Mm-hmm. Because like there are certain like uh, not the bosses of the palaces, but like the sub bosses. Oh yeah, he'll one shot them. Nice. Yeah, it's just like damn. How do you feel about Ryuji? I love Ryuji. Thank you. Ryuji's my boy. We hang out. <laughs> Some people really don't like Ryuji. They don't get. For me also, I feel like out of all the characters, Ryuji is by far the most relatable. I feel like everyone has some sort of Ryuji character in their life. If you don't know who the Ryuji is, it's <laughs> you. Yes. Uh, is that enough of a Persona 5 moment? Probably. Okay, I'll just make sure to drop in the And then you can just watch the anime adaptation. I'll do that once I finish, even though it's probably not going to make any damn sense because I think it's based off of uh, the original. I don't think they'd be that different. Probably not. Well, I mean, it's going to cut out the whole extra semester. Yeah, but I mean, you don't necessarily need that for the main story as far as I know. But... I suppose. Yeah, no, it's it's a good way to be like, oh, I remember that moment. I want to play it. Oh, no, I don't have a system that I can play it on. Oh, now Devin's going to say, well, Luke, you should get that system. And I'll be like, no, because I can't play it while also uh, watching TV. Luke, get a PS5. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, that's a also, long Luke, minute. on your Nintendo Switch, I realized it came out, it's out on it now. Luke, buy Octodad, deadliest catch. Buy Hades, Devin. No, that's like $50. No, it's not. Oh, I'll buy it at some point. Octodad is $15, Luke. 
Uh, Hades for the Switch is... Who's that you man know, this is... in a three-peat suit? Oh, it's 25 bucks. <gasps> yeah, I've gotten more than $25 worth of entertainment out of that. Uh, but yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying Miles wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be a Spider-Man anymore. Now we get to do the Spider-Man No More arc for him, just like we already did for Peter. You think he is going to bundle up his Spider-Man suit and put it into the trash can in alleyway? Yes, because it's literally the cover of the next issue. Yeah. Alright, so let's rank Venom War. It's not as good as Persona 5. Nope. Uh... Also, it's... Sojiro confuses me as a character. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes I don't feel like they put some of the main plotline dialogue in with the where you've leveled up in your relationship. Oh yeah. Because sometimes he'll be like, "Oh, we're like we're having this nice, uh, like heartfelt family moment," and then the next day when my friends come over, he basically says, "If you're doing anything bad, I'm gonna spank you in front of all of your friends." <laughs> That's because Sojiro is daddy. That he is. <laughs> yeah, Sojiro is great. Sojiro uh, is great. <laughs> okay, so like Carnage and Venom are really high up on the list. I Even the War of Symbiotes is at 81. I don't think this is that good. Uh, yeah. how, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Spider-Man Morbius? I honestly think Morbius is better. Uh, a lot better or a little better? Yeah, a little better. Morbius isn't great, but... Yeah. I think we could put at it least between... Morbius was at least a fully fleshed out thing. Yeah, I think we could put it between Ultimate Fantastic Four, Four Cubed, and Ultimate Six. Yeah, that sounds about right. So our new number, 110, is Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 19 through 22, Venom War. That brings us on to Ultimate Comics X-Men, numbers 19 through 22, Reservation X. You know what I'm doing, Devin? What, Luke? I'm talking about X-Reservation. It was written by Brian Wood, talking about X-Reservation, pencils by Paco Medito, Carlo Barbary, and David Boladeon. And this was actually the first time in a while that I had noticed pencils by someone specifically who wasn't like a big, big name like a Stuart Eminent, which was David Boladeon because I've just read the uh, Gwynfull miniseries that he illustrated several times. Neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, inks were by Juan Velasco with Jordi Tarragona, colors by Jesus Abertov, Javier Tartaglia, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So the there's only twenty mutants question mark question mark question mark left who are being sent to the Grand National Experimental Range in Utah, which is not an actual place as far as I could tell from a two-minute Google search. Probably and, not. yeah, this kitty signs a treaty making it their land. They surrender their American citizenship. And then it's like, all right, you get some FEMA housing, some water, and some electricity. And the mutants decide to hold a vote between Kitty and Nomi, a.k.a. Mach 2. Kitty's policy is, hey, let's build something that we're going to own. Nothing bad will ever happen to us again. And Nomi's policy is, no, we should just fuck the humans over. Uh, they pretty much done a genocide on us. Two very bad points. Mm-hmm. So the remaining mutants are Iceman, Storm, Armor, Black Box, Micromax, Magma, Jimmy Hudson, Rogue, and Zero, who all vote for Kitty. Kitty refuses to vote for herself while Blackheath, Warpath, Psylocke, who is Betsy Braddock again? Question and, mark, maybe. And Shola support Nomi, who voted for herself. 
important new mutants here are Zero, who can manipulate molecules, who's like, hey, I can make this land less shit. And Blackheath, who can manipulate plants. And Storm's like, I can make clouds, because that's what I do. And they set up their new base that they call Utopia. Tony Stark gives them some initial food and supplies. And Nick Fury sends Kitty a gun. Weird dad, Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nomi is already like, okay, well, I will find a way to make Kitty fall on her face. So she starts by stealing Kitty's gun and replacing it with another gun. And the entire time, Jean Grey, instead of being like, hey, you're members of Utopia. You know, we've got pretty much a mutant actual Utopia here with, like, all of our advanced mutant people. You should come out to the seer. But she does not actually do that. Instead of being like, oh, hello there, high school dropouts. Do you think you can create a sovereign nation? <laughs> Talking about my sovereign nation. Going oh, what's some. that? None of you even know how to, like, make basic food. <laughs> yeah. Also, Rogue has completely gotten over Quentin Choir at this point. Because he existed solely to remove all of the dumb prophecy stuff that she had going on. Mm -hmm. And it fucked out. So the mutants end up Might building be blown it. up, who's to say? I mean, he, he took the cure. Maybe he was blown up. Fair. Unconsequent uh, kaboom. Yeah. Comments. Uh, so the, the mutants build a greenhouse, and Blackheath is like, oh, hey, we got some seeds that were supposed to die. Uh, we accidentally made immortal mutant seeds that can grow anywhere. And meanwhile, Psylocke is trying to be like, rogue. I'm in your mind. You should turn on Kitty. She's going to get you killed. I'm not suspicious at all. Tony Stark gets uh, invited out to see these super seeds, and he's like, hey, these things could disrupt the entire agricultural industry. Uh, you want to just give them away for free? And Kitty's like, yeah, we'll give them away for free. Fuck the agriculture industry. Fuck yeah. Fuck farmers, am I right? I mean, fuck corporate farms that do a lot of just questionable policies that make it much harder for farmers to do their job. Hell yeah. But also fuck the agriculture industry that uh, pays farmers to produce cash crops instead of things that are actually good for the land or produces them to not produce things that are good for the land solely to not drive down the prices in other locations. American farming is just really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Katie's like, I'm going to give these away. And Tony's like, all right, I'll help you make an announcement. And then Nomi's like, hey, you know how I have magic powers? Look at this gun. I've got pointed at you. You could phase through, but what if I pointed at Jimmy? What if I shoot him in the head and he dies? And apparently, Katie's not like, uh, yeah, you can do that, but he has healing powers. He ain't gonna die. Mm-hmm. So, Kitty and Tony hold a worldwide press conference that immediately becomes controversial. Tony continues to offer guidance because he's like, Hey, you know how I'm supposed to give you guidance to make good choices? Because I'm Iron Man. I'm known for making very good choices. Well, now I'm Iron Patriot. And also, all these people want you dead. It's great. And then Jean Grey is watching from Tian and is like, yeah, you kids are fucked. Uh, Psylocke is in, like... That's what you get for using my toothbrush, Catherine Kitty Pride. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to ask me about problems I didn't want to handle <laughs> that were reasonable things for teens to ask. <laughs> Uh, Nomi, meanwhile, guided by Psylocke, is like, Hey, there's a mysterious force that Psylocke knows that can offer to help make Kitty fail. Let's, let's go with that thing. Let's, let's not worry about what it is. That night, government mercenaries come in and start attacking, and the mutants capture them, and Tony's like, Alright, 
we're going to send a message. We'll leave them alive because, uh, you know, that's how you win a war. Mm-hmm. So then Husk shows up at the camp barely alive and Kitty's like, okay, let's let's figure out what's going on here. And Husky's like, I was brainwashed and then I didn't want the cure, so I got tossed into the desert. And Bobby's like, hey, it's the girl who wanted to fuck me most recently. Welcome back. Tony, meanwhile, as this is going on, is like, hey, Jimmy Hudson, Wolverine's son, uh, you need to learn how to be the bodyguard of Utopia. Oh, fuck, there's a jet there. Can you shoot, like, lasers or anything? Nope. Okay, let me get that. Let me capture that pilot. Let's go interrogate him. Oh, UTs are bad at interrogating people. Well, let's just send this pilot who was ready to bomb the fuck out of you home. I'm sure he's learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. Hush. A hearty finger shake will teach you a lesson. <laughs> But uh, after the attack, Kitty holds a meeting to try and unify everyone, including Nomi's group. And that is when the greenhouse is exploded with a bomb. And Nomi's like, well, fuck, I'm not going to stay around here to get blamed. So she leaves with Psylocke, Zero, Warpath, Shola, and Micromax. Most of them who are really unimportant to the story. And Bobby wants to stay, but then Husk is like, yeah, but my pussy is going that way. So you should follow me, Bobby. And Bobby follows. Bobby follows. Because if there's one recurring trait about Bobby Drake, it is he is horny and garbage. Mm-hmm. In the aftermath, Kitty lies and pretends that all the seeds were destroyed. And Tony's like, yeah, all these seeds were destroyed. This thing that I invested a few afternoons in. I'm going to distribute these on the black market and disrupt the agriculture business. I'm also going to probably make a bunch of stock investments and make more money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yes. That was either that or a weird fake masturbation sound. Both are appropriate for Tony. And then we find out that the shadowy cabal that's been trying to kill or stop the mutants is in Washington, D.C. because that apparently matters. It's something where there's definitely not enough space for the story to develop. Yeah. It, it feels super half-baked. Like, there's some interesting ideas, but nothing really works here. No, I agree. Like, we're getting a lot of this stuff right now with the uh, Dawn of X line in X-Men. Except that now all of that has been subsumed by X of Swords, which is great, because it's a fighting tournament, and there's ten swords on each side, in Pog or Pog. And, uh, they just introduced all the champions. It's going to be great. Going to kill some people who aren't supposed to be able to die, but now they're going to be able to die, and then if they try and get resurrected, they're going to come back wrong. Like Pet Cemetery. Neat. Uh-huh. That's what happened to Rockslide. X-Men spoilers. Who yeah. is the John Lithgow of the group? The person who warns them? Or Mr. Munster. Yes. Uh, I feel like that would be Saturnine. Now you're just making people up. That isn't a real person. <laughs> Alan Moore, baby. But yeah, they do also introduce Apocalypse as a wife and Apocalypse as a wife guy. Which makes sense. Neat. Mm hmm That's been X-Men Update. Uh, but yeah, we got a rank reservation X. Uh... X-Men. I think it's better than... Oh, okay. I it's far away from hit the road and divided we fall. But it's better than at the speed of Mach two, which was the point one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all the way down at one twenty two. But I don't think it's much better than that. Uh, it I is think not. it's I think it's better than Venom War. Like we actually get some characterization. 
Yes, I would agree. Uh, I might put it under uh, Ultimate Nightmare and right above Ultimate Spider-Man Morbius. Yeah. Because right above Ultimate Nightmare is the Ultimate X-Men arc Return of the King where you find out that Blob was able to catfish Beast enough that uh, Beast revealed that Magneto was still alive. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Magneto feels really dumb because he got resurrected by Nick Spencer and no one wanted to bring that story up again. Up last is a story that I think we can kind of divide into two separate halves. Yeah. Which is Ultimate Comics, Ultimates, numbers 19 through 24. Both of it is called Reconstruction. But, like, the first three issues and then the second three issues are very distinct halves. Which I think is weird. Also, Google Sheets wants me to turn Nick Fury into Nick Furry. Hot. Mm-hmm. What would Nick Fur- What would Nick Fury's fursona be? I feel like the weasel. Yeah, or like a mongoose. Yeah. Something slink and slippery and asshole-ish. Yeah. And that's why when Nick Fury bites the wizard, the wizard gets super uh, super speed. Anyways, wizard aside, uh, these arts were written by Sam Humphreys with pencils by Scott Eaton and Jill Bennett with inks by Rick Magyar, Andrew Hennessy and Dave Mikis, and also Rui Jose with colors by Matt Mila and Andy Troy and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And, uh, yeah, so President America is like, hey, the governor of California wants to meet with me. But instead, it's a political kingmaker who goes by Ford, who's like, hey, President America, Nevada doesn't want us opening a coal power plant because it will pollute their waters. You should tell him to suck it up because you're the president and you'll threaten to punch him. And Captain America's like, no, I'll just punch the fuck out of you instead and he assaults ford which again is very much if we would have had like classic like mark millar one uh you best better believe captain america would have been single personally constructing that coal power plant <laughs> crying a little bit about how beautiful it is <laughs> uh meanwhile Tony Stark, who is now Iron Patriot, hosts the coin flip for the first for the first post-war football game, but they get attacked by missiles. He follows the missiles to a shield satellite, and then he explodes it. Uh, Cassie Lang, or Cassandra Lang, has to recover in giant size, but it never pays off compared to like everything else. It's just a weird moment. Yep, and she also gets asked to join the new team of Ultimates. But, like, compared to everything else, it's very much, oh, this is not going anywhere. Not at all. Yep. Sue Storm gets sent to reach out to Thor, who is really upset because we find out that Modi, the son that he killed, is his son with Hela, not his son with someone else. Like, that had been super unclear before. Which is also weird, too, I thought, because just, like, why was he even with Thor? <laughs> Modi? Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really... Just cause like, it's like we spend so much time being like, hello, once this child, and that... why? That didn't pay off at all. Yeah, and like, specifically, there was the one scene where it's like, oh, and look who else is in hell. It's Loki, which doesn't pay off because he just is an asshole all on his own. Mm-hmm. And Sue's like, hey, you know that gem that your son that you killed found? Uh, we're going to find more of them that are connected to this glove. The glove of gems. We're, we're definitely not building into something that every Marvel story kind of eventually gets to. Mm-hmm. 
Jimmy Glove. Not at all, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, President America has meanwhile been fighting Hydra across the country. He's getting tired of it, especially because uh, Monik is like, hey, look at all this tech that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been using. It's all coming from this man, Scorpio. This man, Scorpio, who looks like Nick Fury from the 616, which was a disguise of Nick Fury. Our Nick Fury. Blah, blah, blah. Scorpio. Yeah, I should have had the lyrics for that ready. I agree. No, I don't want the Titanic Sinclair ones. Okay, uh, give me that Scorpio singing again. Scorpio? He'll sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Scorpio? His twisted twin obsessions are his plot to rule the world and his employees' health. He'll welcome you into his lair, like the nobleman welcomes his guest, with redental care and a stock plan that helps you invest. But beware of his generous pensions, plus three weeks paid vacation each year. Ain't on Fridays a lunchroom serves hot dogs and burgers and beer. He loves German beer. How was that? That was good. Yeah, when we got to the episode back when we were rewatching, Abby was like, Luke, I am very bothered by the fact that you know this song. And I'm like, well, Abby, as a young teen boy who had but one CD to his name, I listened to that Simpsons CD several times, which is how I also am familiar with the Sherry Bobbins cut song, We Love to Smoke. Nice. She was very unimpressed and very critical of me. Abby does not listen to this podcast. That's I love you, Abby. The best. Yes. Oh, I see that you've been chatting more in Messenger. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I yeah. Abby is still critical of the Nicolas Cage theme. And she calls him a monstrosity, but I fixed it. It works more now. But neither of you listen to it, so I don't think either of you can judge. That's fair. Anyways, in Nebraska, Scorpio goes to check in on Nails, a woman working with him under Commander Crimson as part of Death Head's Hydra Camp. Or of the Death's... As part of the Death's Head Hydra Camp. And Crimson reveals that she has a new item known as the Torch that she will use in the country in their war on S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the helicarrier, they tell President America about Nick Fury and Hawkeye's like, well, I can either go in and try and kill him or I can go in and try and talk to him. And President America's like, you should do something else, son. Sue and Thor, meanwhile, are trying to find a link between the gems, but they can only be found if you're aware of them. And Thor's like, this is dumb. Gems, show me where the other gems are. And they get sent to a Hydra base. Meanwhile, Ford has gone to California where Dr. Lopez was keeping an eye on Fury's secret West Coast ultimate space. And he's like, hey, Nick Fury apparently isn't keeping any tabs on any of his other stuff. I'm going to offer Dr. Lopez a bunch of money. So now I own these ultimates. Which, yeah, we're, we're getting weird Nick Fury inconsistency again. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Uh, so Scorpio and Nails have a conversation about their motivations, and Nails explains that she wants a better America, but doesn't really know if Hydra is the way to go about it. But she's still ready to murder some people for Hydra. And she still is like, hey, I am happy to be in this insurrectionist group that is stealing technology from S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not a great look. Nope. But they get interrupted by an explosion. Scorpio goes to check in on Crimson, but is really seeking to get the torch, which is where Nails finds him because she knew that he set us up the attack. Before Hawkeye comes in, he's like, give me some answers or else I kill this woman who you apparently know. But then Scorpio and Nails are able to escape. Hawkeye gets captured and Scorpio is like, yeah, we stopped him before he could steal the torch. 
and Crimson like, all right, go kill, go kill Hawkeye. But luckily for Hawkeye, before he can fire a shot, a wasp drone comes in as Iron Patriot and the Helicarrier appear to help with help from Tumor Tony. Remember how Tony's got a magical talking tumor at this point? Yeah, his little boyfriend. Little boy who is a friend. Yes. <laughs> I realized after I said I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not a bad. <laughs> Ultimate Tony Stark is not Jeffrey Epstein. Correct. <laughs> this is not turning into the villagers. <laughs> Anyways, Scorpio, meanwhile, gets knocked out and Hawkeye's back up and then Scorpio's like, Hawkeye, you came after me. I am actually Nick Fury. Let's go run off and have fun again. But they aren't aware that Nails is listening in. Monica, meanwhile, just got the intelligence that she needed and it turns out that Commander Crimson is former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Sayuri Kota, is Sayuri Kyota, who now wields the torch which is another gem that she uses to repel the Iron Patriot. Sayuri so Kyoto is also like a very obscure S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who appeared in like four issues of comics. Nice. Yeah. As I say, I don't recall her at all. Oh, yeah, none of them are like major books. It's like, oh, here she is in two issues of Thunderbolts. And then Skull who was Nail's partner, is like, yeah, sorry, Hawkeye escaped. And so Crimson Commander kills Skull, and Nail's is like, hey, you can't do that. And that's when Nick Fury, who's now out of his disguise, reappears, and he's like, hey, fuck you, Kyoto. And then he rides off on his bike with Nail's while Kyoto explodes with red energy from the Red Gym, which destroys the camp and, like, everything in a mile radius. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, Fury decides that he's like, yeah, I could go back and rejoin you Ultimates and S.H.I.E.L.D., but I want to do this my way without being limited by the Geneva Conventions. And Monica's like, uh, we really shouldn't let you do this. I mean, you gave out a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. You have threatened the lives of so many people. President America's like, yeah, you go do it, you good old American son of a bitch. Naga Naga Nooch. And while Monica and President America argue, he has already left to recruit Nails to his new Howling Commandos team. And she's like, but my name isn't really Nails. It's Abigail Brand. <gasps> but you didn't see that fucking coming because I don't have green hair like I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Gotta have green hair. And then back at the Hydra base, Thor and Sue find another gym. Like, the gym plotline is not good. It's very much a, oh, this universe, this alternate universe series got popular enough that it just has to keep on going. We're, we're going to just do Infinity Gems now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Mutant X sort of reached a similar point where it's just like, oh, we gotta just hit the high points of this while we can. But it doesn't work. But yeah, that's the first part. Let's go rank this first part, which is Reconstruction Part 1. Which I feel like is the better of the two. Yeah. Uh, so. Ultimates. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to United We Stand? Worse. A lot worse or a little worse? Just a little. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and Iron Man? Teeth, teeth, teeth. Uh, this is worse than teeth. Uh, Tomb of Namor? Better. Shock and Awe, the Ultimate X-Men arc? Uh, better. Do you remember what Shock and Awe is about? Hell no. If I remember Shock and Awe. Oh, yep, that's the Yuriko. That's the dumb Yuriko arc. Yeah, this oh, is better yeah. than that. Not as good as Teeth, Teeth, Teeth. We'll, re we're, we'll remember how dumb Reconstruction Part 1 is. Yeah. We forgot what Shock and Awe is. And then we get to Reconstruction Part 2, 
We find out that nine years ago, which would have been 2004 in comics time, the Ultimates had a second team which consisted of Tigra, a tiger woman, Wonder Man, who gets real big, the Vision, whose powers are undefined, and Quake, who has earthquake powers. They were sent in to capture Osama bin Laden, but Wonder Man lost control and Quake had to pretty much shut him down by vibrating his body enough that he died. And, uh, they fucked it up like they fucked bin Laden. I tried to fit in a better pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping line there, but I couldn't really get it together. That's fair. Yeah. We're almost at the anniversary of the time that I bought that movie on my birthday. It is a good movie. Mm -hmm. It helped me get through the rough time four years ago. Nice. Oh yeah, and there's also Black Knight, but he wasn't even ready, and they all got put on ice. Even though Quake was actually effective as a member of the team and was just teamed up with a bunch of actively awful people. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, you gotta have Quake involved because uh, that's the character that everybody loves. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., President America's like, fuck all of your rules, release the Hulk. I don't care that he actively tried to destroy our country. In fact, I'm just going to fuck out of here. You figure out the paperwork. Monica, meanwhile, is having to deal with the cleanup from the Hydra base where Sue and Thor ended up, and they captured another gem, which is pointing at the moon for reasons that we don't actually find out. Ford comes back to meet with President America at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C., and President America's like, hey, back off, handle your shit legally, and Ford is like, I can't believe you want me, a political kingmaker, to have to make things political. I can't believe you aren't going to let me control California all by myself. And Captain America's like, yeah. And President America's like, yeah, but Hawkeye could shoot you. And Ford is like, all right, Lopez, activate my ultimates. And so while Tony and his tumor are watching TV, Black Knight comes in and slices the Iron Man that Tony's tumor was possessing in half. And so Tony goes missing and doesn't show up for the unveiling of the J. Rice Orbital Energy Platform, which captures cosmic energy and harnesses it for powers, and people are like, I wonder where Tony is. President America is meanwhile stuck at the White House dealing with the governors of the Carolinas who are still fighting over barbecue sauce mm-hmm. and what barbecue is. And he's like, yeah, I'm really fucking tired of this. I don't want to have to use executive authority every single time. Which... Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He just wants to punch people until they listen to him. Malarcap would have loved to use executive authority and then nuked both of them. Damn straight. Meanwhile, Sue and Thor are on the moon. Black Knight attacks them while the Vision attacks the press conference to break into the J. Rice Orbital Energy Platform Control Center. And we start to get some flashbacks. Well, also, Tiger and Quaker attack in the White House. Vision was a super genius who created an antimatter generator. Who created an antimatter generator? Tiger was Marie Grant, a police officer who shot a kid, and it was sentenced to twenty years in prison for being brutal and hyper aggressive. And Nick Fury is like, "I don't care that you shot a kid. You're a white woman. You shouldn't be in prison. Join my new program." President America enjoys fighting Tigra because he gets to punch something while Vision has reprogrammed the satellite. And Quake is like, wait, you are only supposed to shut that off. And Vision's like, I was paid extra to send the whole thing crashing down. Tony, meanwhile, got captured and delivered to Ford, who's like, yeah, I lied to the Ultimates and said that President America is illegally the president of this country. The satellite is going to crash into Sacramento, where it's going to make the West Coast states think that America is attacking them for some reason. And then I'll become the new king of a West Coast country. 
because the governor of California is going to die in a big old explosion. Hell yeah. And so Quake is like, that isn't what I signed up for, President America. The plan has changed. And Monica Chang is like, yeah, that's that's true. And we also find out that Quake was kicked out of S.H.I.E.L.D. because her superior officer assaulted her. And so Fury offered her a position with the Ultimates. And Black Knight was Dane Whitman, who was a Marine whose body got completely fucked up. And Fury's like, hey, I'll put you in a robot suit so you can continue to do things. Marines, hoo-ah! So Tony, after being, like, tied up for a few hours, finally has his orbital Iron Man suit arrive. And uh, Ford is like, well, you have to go fuck with Wonder Man, who was a bodybuilder who got caught using steroid enhancers. But then he was offered by Nick Fury a chance to be the new Captain America, and he starts fighting Iron Man. But it's so fucking inconsequential, we don't even see how that fight turns out. Yeah, but we don't even get a, here's some punches. President America, meanwhile, got to Sacramento, and he's like, all right, there's a big old satellite that's going to cause a nasty uh, explosion here. I guess I'm going to have to stop this thing with just my shield. And then Thor's like, yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'm here now. I, I stopped whoever I was fighting on the moon. We never actually saw the fight. Also, I got off the moon, and I can't teleport this thing because it's apparently moving too fast. And then Iron Man's like, and I'm also here. Because we're the three guys who have movies based on us around this time. And they blow up the satellite, and Sue is like, and I was also here helping invisibly, making sure that you didn't give everybody in the area cancer or essentially explode a nuclear bomb. And they're like, sure. And then President America's like, yeah, I was trying to die there, and he kind of stopped me. Uh, I don't want to be President America anymore. I just want to go back to punching people. So he quits being president. The end. The end. It's... Uh, let's rank this bit. It's bad. Ah, oh, Christ, it is bad. How do you feel about it compared to the Ultimates Annual 2? Or... Worse. <laughs> worse, wow. Uh, a lot worse or a little worse? Uh, decently worse. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Captain America Annual Number One Training Day? I believe that's the one with the very bad Black Panther story. Uh, this is better. Ultimate Iron Man Two, the second part. Better. Ultimate Comics X numbers one through five. Worse. I think I'd rather reread this in Ultimate Comics X. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Ultimate X-Men The Underneath. Yes. So our new number 161 is Ultimate Comics, Ultimates numbers 22 through 24, Reconstruction Part 2. Christ! Our list is currently up to 173 comics! Me. Also, let's go back and check on Twitter and see what happened. Actually, we could wrap this up, Luke. Ah, uh, you can hold on to your fucking guys' grocery games. I'm already missing it. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, Zach from the True Xavier Files said it doesn't make it much better if it was out of ignorance. And Sahoni, who was at RPG Pals Club, is like, yeah, and I have. Definitely talk to black friends about it. It's not great. Bendis, answer for your crimes. Anyways, uh, next week we're or in. Next week we don't know what movie we're covering for Nick Cage, but in two weeks we're covering Ultimate Comics Wolverine numbers one through four and Ultimate Comics X Men twenty three through thirty three. So we got a bunch of X Men on the next episode. Nice. And then I'm turning thirty one. It's great. Uh, Devin. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Fred Ofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, and Luke, where can people find you? You can find me you? on Twitter at AtColtreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or you can find all of my stuff at LukeHair.com, including the new podcast, 
feed that I have for the Luke Care Podcast Project, where I put in random stuff. I have had, I'm assuming at this time, a new Animal Crossing RPG podcast coming up. It's got horror stuff again, but different horror stuff. Also, next weekend, I'm going to be at a Catacon, which is a digital online convention, running my Ultimates actual play RPG, where you get to play as your favorite Ultimates. But Devin needs to go watch Guy's Grocery Games because he doesn't want to get up early on Saturday morning to record. Damn straight. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Catch you on the flip mode. Peace. Peace.